0: From the desk below.
1: Back from the desk below, I have with me a very, very talented rapper from Baltimore. Shout out to uh, my Baltimore. I got a few real ones out of Baltimore. Um, but for for a further introduction, he has a very fire, very fire album. I like to bump it on the regular. I like to proudly introduce Royale. All, right. All right, just let me know when you're ready, sir, and then we lit. Yo, I'm right here, yo, I'm Direct, man, J. Royale, East Baltimore. Alright, yeah, this my guy right here, so I just wanted to start this off right, sir. Uh, happy New Year, you know, we're right in the middle of summer, and the Ivory Stoops still making waves, my guy. So, um, I just want to pick your brain for a bit, Mr. Royale. I just want to ask you at first, um, how was it growing up in Baltimore, and how did it mold your artistry, sir? Um, yo, uh, growing up
2: in Baltimore, uh... It's a roller coaster ride, man, and I ain't, I ain't even about to sit here, you know, like, um, gosh, man, there's so many ways that I can, I can answer that. I love my city. I, I, I love my city. I know that my city is a hot commodity right now just due to the, you know what I'm saying, all of the, all of the press that it's getting, you know what I'm saying? But being, being a Baltimorean homegrown, it's like, you know, I love it here, you know what I'm saying, from the crabs, you know, to the crab niggas. I can curse, correct?
1: Oh, yes, sir, you can.
2: Yeah, man. From You know what I'm saying? Every, everything about my city is real. And, and, and you know, the authenticity is is just that. So it's just like I feel like I could go on anywhere on God's green earth, you know, and wreck my Baltimore shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I, lo- I love it here. And it's, it's a real stand-up town. So basically, it's just like, you know, you can talk it all you want, man, but... You know, that shit don't fly for so long <laughs> in Baltimore. You know what I'm <laughs> and you know, like the facts are the facts, you know what I'm saying? Like the the bad press that we get, it's just like if you if you if you look if you put a magnifying glass on any city, you gonna you're gonna find the dirty shit. But it's just like, you know, it's love here too. So that's that I'ma say that. And and what my city has done for me as an MC You know, it's taught me a lot, man. It's taught me to stand my ground. It's taught me to tell my story. And my story is an authentic story. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like Baltimore has a lot of jewels, a lot of hidden jewels with it. And I'm proud to be from here, you know, flat out.
1: Well, it's very, good, very good to know that you're very so um, Baltimore like you know because a lot of people they'd be so quick to like step away from the hometown. It's like yo, I can't wait to get away from this. But you embrace it to the fullest. So I gotta salute you on that. Um, was Jay your real name growing up, sir?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know, my my real name, my mother named me Justin. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, so you know, like growing up, I had I had a lot of street nicknames. My nickname was Jay Rock. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So when I started when I started rhyming, you know, everybody was like, Well, hey, you know, any anybody that, you know, my block knew uh, could rhyme, they would be like, Yeah, yeah, you ain't saying little Justin or you ain't saying J Rock, blah 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 but. but it's like when I took the when I took the artistry serious and you know, had to make a brand out of it. We had to take things a lot more serious, and it was a lot. It was a lot of different J Rocks already. So you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to trail behind anybody, you know. And I, I feel like, I feel like what you go by is really real, you know. When when marketing and branding, so it's like I wanted to. I wanted to be in the lane of my own. Okay.
1: Well, and, and I like how you said you recognized that very early on too, because the one J Rock that everyone knows is Grammy not, Grammy Award winning, should I say?
2: Correct. Correct. And, you know, like salute to him because he took, you know, he took his street, <laughs> he took his nicknames to the top, man. He, he's accepting Grammys with it. So it's just like, you know, even though even though it's a million J-Rocks out here, it's like how serious you are uh, you about your craft and your marketing and your branding to as though, you know, you're willing to swallow your pride in order to make that move, you know?
1: That's a fact right there. Um, yeah, man. So, when I was bumping the Ivory Stube, I've been bumping it for, you know, ever since the beginning of this year. Um, when, I, when when I listen to tracks um, like Vintage Garments and Iron, the one thing that comes to my mind when I really wanted to interview you, the first question that I actually wrote down was um, when was the first time that you ever heard Ray and Ghost? Dog. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> like you can tell, hey, it had hey, a big dude. impact on your work.
2: Hey, you know what, man? And it, it, it's funny you asked that because um, let's let's your happy birthday to to Ray and Ghost right. today. Well,
1: I didn't I didn't even plan that on the one hundred. Yo, shout out to only built for Cuban links. 24. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, man. Because I, I mean, you know, of course, just just by you asking that question means you know that I'm cut from that cloth, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to Ray and Ghost. Like, um, when I first heard them, um a friend of mine said, yo, ghost got shot and I say I said, What the what? <laughs> he was like, Yo, my he was like ghost got shot. And he was speaking of that interlude where you know the the, the you know what I mean the um the remix, the cash rules remix. Where Ghosts got shot in the beginning, you know, and I was like, "Yo, I, I, I gotta tell." You. I forget how old I was, man. I'm, I'm like a teen, and my man put me on, and the, and yo, ah, uh, he stole my heart, man. He stole my heart, man. The Wu Tang Clan, I was always a fan of the Wu Tang Clan, and you know, I had I had homeboys that was around me who just kept their ears to the street. So it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, hip-hop was just, it was, it was just always in my face, you know? So it was just like, it, it was a part of me, man, early on. Yeah,
1: because a lot of people, like, when they actually take the time to, because um, there's a lot of things that fly over people's head when the casual listener listens to it the first time. It's like, you actually have to be in to the Wu-Tang culture in order to get this. Like I remember when I was finding that too. Like we had um, the Wu Tang manual, so that helped a lot of a lot of the metaphors because we're up here in Canada. But when I figured out what glaciers of ice was, I was like, Jesus Christ! Everybody's talking about sticks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
2: I swear, man. Um, like I, I I tell anybody to this day, man, if if if, if we can have a conversation about you know the lyrics of Ghostface Killer from early on till now. Then I consider you a friend. You know, what I'm
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> that's just that's just how much I paid attention to that man. And, and he's a slang doctor. And you know, like let's 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 tap into that for a second because on the other side of the coast there was E40. He was also a slang doctor. Uh. And then if you want to bring it back to the Bronx. You had Camp Low. They were slang doctors. You know what I'm saying? So it's like their slang held weight. And that, you know, that in itself, for any MC, that is a lethal weapon. Because it's like, no matter how old the slang is, if that slang held weight in the street, then that slang that you could, you know, pin in your tag. You know what I'm saying? And somebody somewhere is going to know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Just due to the fact that slang is the the, the communal language in hip hop.
1: That's a fact right there too, because like, there's a lot of slang that is still like, where like today, like people still use slang from back then up until to this day too. I don't agree with the whole you know uh, bass head slang though, no, but you know, you know where I'm going with that.
2: Right, I definitely do. I definitely do. But yeah, man, like I, I, I mean, you know, our, our Baltimore slang. You know, it's, it's kind of being slandered right now just due to the fact that, you know what I'm saying? Like like I say, man, my whole city right now is just, it's being targeted right now. And we going, you know, this too shall pass. But our slang, you know, it's just like anybody else's slang. But you could always date back. And you can always move forward. And, you know, somebody like you, you got the old heads that know what you're talking about when you're talking about, That correct slang The hell wait You know So
1: You're like Oh this guy knows what's up
2: Exactly Exactly You know This kid did his homework And that's That's the beautiful thing About hip hop Because it's like If you If you mention Certain slang And you know If you If you Tap into certain shit That was talked about In hip hop Then And you, you You show that you Respect it now Then it's like Oh okay This kid He knows his stuff You know He did his homework you know, and my my thing is I want to get a little bit more vivid than YouTube or, you know, the things that the listeners have access to to find out what they think they should know. But it's like, nah, nah, we really saw, we really talked it, we really lived it, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like when I use it, I want to use it in a way where people that were using it and that were active know what I'm saying, you know what i mean?
1: Yeah, that's it. well, and and then I guess more appreciation for the artistry as well.
2: Correct, correct, yeah. Um, yeah, by all means.
1: Um, I was curious too on when you found the courage to actually start making your own music because everybody's got to work up the courage to start somewhere.
2: Yeah, true indeed. Uh, um, you know, like I was just an avid listener, and you know the um the me the me rewinding tracks and learning the lyrics. Grandpool by, um,
1: oh,
2: wow, oh man, Grave Diggers, um, Mob Deep, um, you know, we, we can just take it there, just remembering the lyrics turned into, you know, drinking and smoking with homeboys, and then we would play with their music and say it our way, and you know, at first it was a joke. It was just like, oh, yo, ha, ha, ha. Then it turned into freestyling. Then it turned into using our slang, the shit that we would say in Baltimore. Then it turned into, yo, you got a knack for this shit. Then it turned into the lunch table ciphers. Then it turned into, yo, my nigga can really rhyme. Who wants Who wants a battle? You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the evolution of the MC you know what I'm saying it was it, it was real so um i want to say i want to say when i was uh uh man i was 17 okay. 16, 16 17 you know i would write my own little i would write my own little story. You know poems the Wu Tang way, and then I would, you know, make a mind massage the mental and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But then, but then it was like you know, my close friends and family would be like, "All right, that's the Wu shit. You're not from Shaolin. You're not from Staten Out. You know what I mean? It's like you know, so you would have to you would have to make it authentic and bring it home. So I, I want to say, as a teenager, man, my teenage years. My teenage years was so fucking dope because I'm an 80s baby. So it's like, you know, I seen it all, man. I seen it all unfold.
1: Yeah, you actually got to see hip hop witness its growth, too. And especially, during you got to experience the golden era. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, man. Hey, I am the golden
0: era.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, like, I want to keep that shit. I want to keep it home. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's like, yeah, I understand that it's going this way. And I understand that they're doing that thing. And I understand that this guy is doing that thing. But it's like, yo, this is the cloth that I'm cut from. So as many times as I've taken a a, a nap, you know, like jumped out there with the rap and took it serious. And people told me, you know, if you want to do it, you got to go this route or you got to go that route. I I, I was the knucklehead. I was hardhead. And it's so beautiful because a lot of people weren't. So a lot of people swayed left, and a lot of people, you know, were that gullible, and I wasn't. And it was like people called me crazy for doing certain things that I would do as far as my marketing, as far as, you know, not jumping on the bandwagon, and I just really just did my own thing.
1: And that's the way how everyone stands out in their own ways by going left when everybody else goes right, too, because you could have made, you could have easily went right, but you chose to stand out.
2: True indeed, you know, because, I, I mean, it, it, so, much, so much of, like, hip-hop to me says being different and standing your ground, you know? And as much as, you know, I represent the golden era and a lot of people say, you know, like, you know, you're doing this, this type of hip-hop, it's in a brand new way, it's like a new renaissance, and, you know, it's like, so many people think that that type of rap or my type of hip-hop is dated, but it's like, that, it's classic, you know, it's, it, it has a classic feel, and, you know, I, I I think classics, they can't, they can't be tarnished at all, bro. Um,
1: were you big on the source rating back then? So what? Were you big on the Source rating? like, let's say when the Source gave um, Illmatic five mics too? Were you big on like that being like considered your classic, or were you kind of like making like considering something else classic? Well, you um to be
2: honest, when it came to the Source, um and and me being the up and coming MC, you know, I was more I was more in tune with the hip hop quotables. Okay. I really, they, Yeah. I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention. Like in my room, I would, I would, I would cut the hip hop quotables out of the source and the vibes, the vibe. Cause at the time when source was, was, you know, uh, when source was a thing and it was the magazine to grab, so was the vibe magazine and vibe didn't have the quotables, but they would have the um the, the um people on the verge. So I would cut out the people on the verge. I had oh I had um I had Pun. I had Badu, I had um Screwball. I had Capone and Noriega when they was climbing the ladder up on the side of the buildings. I had um just just you know, I'm just trying to paint the picture for you, but my thing was more or less the quota boost because it was how to play with the words more than who had the classic album because people had their own opinions. And at and at that time in hip hop, you know, some people were with it and some people weren't, you know? And my thing was the lyrics. I didn't give a fuck who was with it or who wasn't with it. I knew what I liked and I knew what my crew approved of and what my team was running around. Like when we would hang out in the streets, we would have our little radio and be on the bus stops freestyling. We, we catered to a certain type of hip hop. So it's like you had the other people who was like, oh man, listen to the radio. No, this is our shit. So it wasn't it wasn't who had the classic album according to the source, because they fucked up sometimes too. That's fact. My shit was the lyrics, and my favorite verses like the um, inspected deck had inspected deck had the um, for triumph. He had the hip hop quotable. Common sense had a hip hop quotable. You had man, I, I can tell you these man pun had hip hop quotables. Um... I was more in tune to the hip-hop quotable than I was the, you know, the rec report.
1: Okay. And, and that's what it should be about, too, is like taking pride in you, in their lyrics, too, because all those artists that you name take pride in their lyrics, too, so it only shows up in your artistry as well.
2: Facts. That's, that's a whole fact, man. And, um, you know, these, these the cats that I was really looking up to were lyrical you know, Big L, and you know, those, those, everybody had, and, and this is, this is at a time where lyrics ruled the world, you, 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 you you couldn't be, you couldn't be hip-hop unless you, you had it sounding slick, you looked the part, and all that, you, you couldn't just jump out there, like, my type of hip-hop, you know, MC, MC Hammer was being talked about, but then, let's date back, when I was a kid. MC Hammer, I had that cassette. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I had man. that cassette. Thing,
2: you know, I I, I I was I was part of I was I thought MC Hammer was cool. You know, I thought Vanilla Ice's part and the Ninja Turtles was slick as shit, I and that's good. just my childhood, bro. Because it was like he racked when 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 Ninja Turtles the movie went off. That was my shit because it was a rat song. The T U R T L E. I could date back to all that. And it was like that was part of my childhood because of the fact that, you know, I, I just like rat. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, if if it was a rat part in there, I wanted to hear the rat part, you know?
1: I was going to say, too, if I ever run into MC Hammer, uh, much respect to MC Hammer. and now you got goons and now you ain't got down, so much salute. Uh, I love that. Hey, I love that man. record. It's a Hammer. So yeah, salute right <laughs> there.
0: Um, hey.
2: MC Hammer was, MC Hammer made a lot of money in hip-hop, man, and at one point in time, it was like, that was the only hip-hop that we had until shit came back, <laughs> you know? that's
1: a fact right there, too. I, it's funny how you said MC Hammer, too, because the other day, um, I was watching something about Tupac, too, and I was always wondering what that MC Hammer and Tupac collaboration album would have sounded like, if you ever heard of that rumor.
2: Well, I I know that, um, I know that, uh, MC Hammer did sign to, uh, Death Row. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, his, (laughs) no homo, but I know his shit was, like, pumps in a bump. He had the sex appeal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Death Row was not about that.
2: Yeah, (laughs) so, you know, like, the fuck? So, it's just like, I, I, I couldn't really tell you. You know that was kind of going left of me because at that time it was baggy jeans, long crazy T-shirts and shit like that. So this was like all that all that other shit was just like, wow, what, what's going on?
1: <laughs> I get a front. I wore some of those big baggy or triple X, three X Oh
2: man, we all did, bro. <laughs>
1: Um, so, um, so before the Ivory Stoop, sir, you actually have, um, an old mixtape that you're actually, uh, re-releasing, um, it was called The Decline.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, The Decline, The Decline was, um, that was my Baltimore, that was my Baltimore baby, because, okay. um, that, that, that was, um, li- li- lyrically, You know, I jumped out there. That was when my pen was going crazy. And it was so unprofessional. It was me being such a hard-head and a knucklehead because, you know, I wasn't hip to getting my music mastered, mixed right. Um, I just was jumping on beats. And I thought people would, you know, gravitate toward that. And it was a lot that I didn't do. But I swear that was one of the best learning processes that I ever ever went through because it was like, okay, you can rap, but in order to take it to the next level, you have to, you know, you have to pay attention to, you know, getting your music mixed right. And, you know, um, using the correct beats and all that. So it was like, it was, it was a learning process, but here in Baltimore, Everybody, everybody jumped on it. That's when people knew that I was, I was, I was coming. I was coming, and I was hungry. You know what I'm saying? They, they knew that I was hungry as shit, and they knew that you know that, that the skill set was there. And so,
1: and sometimes, like all it takes is just for you to like just try it out and just to see where you like calling. Would you consider that more as like um. Recording a demo as opposed to, as opposed to a mixtape, and the feedback just got well received as a mixtape. Um, well, to me, to me,
2: you know, that was that was just me evolving. It, it, I want to I want to call it growing pains. Okay. So, you know, call it what you. I, I let the people tell it, but for me, it was like it was me jumping out there. And and and, and let's say coach says get into the game. Let's say coach says hey, you're going in. So you go in and it's like, all right, we lost the game. And this is what I need to work on. But let's say, let's say that I had highlights. You know, like you did great in the game, but we lost overall as a team. And this is what we need to work on if you really want to take this shit serious. That's how I look at the decline because the dec- still to this day, the decline has some fucking bangers on there and lyrically, um, I think that I think that it was a hidden gem. I, I you know, people people still give me two thumbs up on the lyricism on there. And you know, when it comes to when it comes to criticism, I know what I'm up against. So it's just like, I just take everything as a learning process. I take notes. I take everybody's input. And I just go back to the drum board. I lock myself into the studio. And I, and I just, you know, I, I do me, you know.
1: And now that you got more of a buzz now, you may never know what certain records under the kind people may gravitate, gravitate to more that found you through the ivory stoop.
2: Correct. Correct. And that's why that's why it's just like, you know, um, You know, it's, it's trials and tribulations. It's it's certain things, you as a man, growing up, it's just like, okay, it's certain things that I've done and I failed at doing, but you know, I wouldn't take away from it. I, w- I wouldn't go back and do it any other way because what you learn from it is, is, is the jewel. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, okay, if you want to capitalize on that, if you want to put the magnifying glass on the decline. That's how young I was. I was juvenile i I didn't know you know i wasn't I wasn't professionally musically inclined, so it was just like yo it was it was me and a bunch of lyrical motherfuckers, and we just was really trying to out each other and a lot of people that was on the decline have a they have some names that hold weight in the in the boom bat community right now.
1: And that's fact right there too. Um, w- would you be doing different artwork for that as well, or would you like to keep it the same? Um,
2: I I I, I probably I probably would switch the artwork just you know just because I'm in a different I'm in a different place now where I see things different and you know like a lot a lot of my um a lot of my ideas you know. When I was the amateur m c if you will they, they you know a lot of people threw them in the trash, so it's just like now that now that the people are you know embracing a lot of my ideas, it's like I feel a little bit more free to 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 give people my my views and my perspectives and and just run with it i at this point, I'm doing this for me, bro, and it's just like I'm just having a whole lot of fun with it, and you know. I I let the people tell it, you know, because by the time, by the time I'm on to my next endeavor, however they felt about the last one, it's just like, okay, well, if you didn't like that, maybe try this one on for size. Who knows?
1: And and I like how you said that you are just having fun with it, too, because that shows the passion for it, too, because when you're forcing something, it's not going to come out the way it does when you're having completely fun with it, though. You never know what you can create.
2: That's and and that's that's a fact, man. Because I, I I surround myself with so many dope MCs. And 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 speaking on that, it's just like the MCs that I came up with, you know, are dope. But it's like as my pen is evolving, and as I'm evolving as a as I'm maturing as an artist, you know, I'm around a lot of doper MCs. So it's just like just to be in you know the energy. It makes me want to write different. It makes me. It makes me take that one line that then it would have been dope, but now I gotta, you know, I gotta chisel away at it a little different because it's like I want to make it doper. You know what I'm saying? If you will. So, yeah, man, it's it's. I'm, I'm really having a, a very good time. I'm shaking hands with some of my idols. I'm taking pictures with a lot of the artists that I grew up listening to, and now it's like. Like, my man, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe me if I told you I text the last three or four days, bro Like, like text messages So it's just like, I'm blessed I'm blessed to have had my pen take me to, you know, the, the level that I am now And it's like, still, I'm just grounded I'm having a good time I'm a fan before I'm anything
1: And that's the way it should be
2: Yeah, bro, yeah Yeah, I'm, I'm after that
1: you strike me as a as a B list type of listener. Now, when I say that, um, you know how when you get, I'm gonna use the blueprint for the example by Hove. You know how everybody they like to run to like girls, 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 or H to the ever, is Um I bet you you're like me who want to hear like you don't know or yes. never change or like yes. even renegade. Yes,
2: and and you know what though, and and that. To me, that that is the J Royale secret ingredient, bro. Because it's like you have two type of people. Just like you said, you got your A list and your B list listeners, and it's like you can have the hits. Everybody has heard the hits.
1: Yes,
2: I don't. I don't start with the hits. I'll buy your album and I'll start at that that one that's named something crazy. Oh, well, and, I and, definitely like. Me. And I,
0: <laughs>
1: and
2: I dissect the album. I don't have to buy it when everybody buys it. I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm that guy that really likes, like you say, the B lists. And it's like I really, I really, you know, I I comb the album out. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I like what I like off of an album. And certain people that I have conversations with, I look at them crazy, like, oh, oh, you like that? <laughs> like that? The album was cool, but I didn't like that song as much as I like this one. And it's like almost to the point of fact, like certain people are spoon-fed albums, but you can tell the people that are into this shit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because they're supposed to be like because they're quote some of the Beelze cuts and only the real hardcore fans will get that.
2: Right, exactly. Like, like look at look at look at the Marvel movies. You know what I'm saying? If you if you're watching a Marvel movie. And, and you see something that was a subliminal. Because you're a comic book reader, you get it. But everybody else in the audience is like, oh, you didn't see that? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's, it's certain characters that they didn't emphasize that they'll still give light to. But you have to be a comic book reader in order to see that. You know what I mean?
1: They fly right over their heads.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yo, I... I I adore you for calling me that. I'm a B-list listener. Right. I'll take
1: that. I appreciate that. All right. At least you know where I was going with that, sir. So. <laughs> um,
2: I get it. I get it, man. I, I have. That's why I, I really, I really try to refrain from, you know, the hip hop debates because I, I see hip hop different. You know, so it's like certain people will say this, and I'll be like, ah, I, yeah, you, but not me. You know. Yeah.
1: Um, so, for the people who um, are a big fan of Jay Royale, too, when they, they listen, they probably ask, you know, why the Ivory Stoop? Well, um, I'm very, I'm not from Baltimore, but I'm very in tune with Baltimore. I understand that Baltimore has um, a little bit of a stoop history, too, when it comes, in, it comes into Baltimore, too. I was wondering if you can get a little bit behind that, too, because that's kind of the inspiration, though, for, for the title for the Ivory Stoop, sir.
2: All right, so, um the, um, the Ivory Stoop, you know, um, the stoop for my city, it, it means a lot. Historic Baltimore, you know, Baltimore is known for its row homes. And, you know, the marble, the marble stoop at one point in time, earlier on in Baltimore, you know, um, The row home was embraced because of its marble stoop. And the people used to, you know, they used to come out every Sunday and used to scrub their stoops with Ajax just to make sure that the the marble shined and all that. But, you know, later on down the line, you know, these row homes turned into dilapidated vacant homes. So the stoops became, you know, they became dirty and they became filthy. And then, you know, the younger crowd, the drug dealers, turned the stoop into the trap. Now, if you take that thought and think about hip hop early on, hip hop had substance, it had a message. You know, and then down the line, the younger guys, people, you know, people say they turned it into trap rap and trap beats. So they took hip hop and devalued it. That's now, this is what people said. So I took that, I took that that thought and I made it synonymous with the Baltimore stew. I said, I said, "Yo, this is exactly what people are saying is happening to hip hop as a culture. They're saying that at one point in time on this side of the timeline that it was it was clean, it was it had substance, it had a message, and then on this side of the timeline it was just dirty, filthy, and then all it is is drugs, lean, and you know, becoming junky-fied. You know, like like people just want to do drugs to it, so." I wanted to take the stoop and make it the epicenter of a story. Being as though I feel like I had the message, I had the lyrics of the golden era, but I'm I'm, I'm presenting it to you, you know, in present time. So I really wanted to take it all and just hand it to people on a silver platter and tell my
1: story. And I love how you're saying you're telling your story, everything from... ...the album cover to the uh, album title... ...even the way that you just explain the album too... ...because I bet you when most people like... ...Ivory Stoop or you just sell them drugs from a stoop... ...but when they actually listen... ...right from the intro... ...it's like the beginning of a movie too... ...that's why... this is, ...and I'm going to say this too... ...I love when you put the rated R... ...on the album cover... ...because a lot of, a lot of artists put that... ...that rated logo... On their projects too, but it doesn't really sound like it. Yours actually right. sounds like a movie right from the jump,
2: right? And, and um, shout out, shout out to Trevor Lang, man. That's that's my man. That's the other side of my brain right now. Like me and Trev, we sat down and you know we looked at this. We looked at this album in so many different perspectives. Putting it together was just so much fun, and you know it. It was just the way that the way that everything unfolded it just was a motion picture and um you know each song was just a movie scene so it was just like yeah man we it had it had to it had to come together that way and um it shout out to trev man his his brain works in a different way bro so it's just like sitting sitting down with somebody who i felt like Got it. You know, I feel like I feel like the way I think sometimes, it's like the way I present my my thoughts and my ideas to certain people, it's just like certain people are just like, What are you crazy? And as I explained what I wanted to do with it, Trev was just like, I love it. So it's just like I go I gravitate toward the, the way the love is. So it's just like wherever the love is, that's probably where you gonna see J. Royale. So yeah, man. And they, they, the whole the
1: whole package was just a movie to me. Say, that's a big shout-out to Trevor Lane, too. That's actually how he found you, too, when I was doing uh, my research for his interview when he appeared on the show early on in the year. Um, I came across the Ivory Soup, and, uh, yeah, it was lit from there on out. I'll keep it all the way back. <laughs> oh,
2: man, that's, bless y'all up,
1: man. <laughs> um, so I, I was always curious, too. This is why I, I love when artists do interviews, too. Um, did you have to play around with the track list and then actually like record the intro once you heard the other songs, or was it like the intro first and all the other songs came after, or was it like how you recorded this is gonna go here and and so on and so on? Uh,
2: yo, believe it or not, it, it was um, it was it was fun as shit putting this together, and it's like yo for real, you you're bringing me back into you know the making of the stoop because it's like once we would think of a jigsaw puzzle once we had that big piece once we had that big piece, it was like, okay, that won't work unless this goes here. that won't work unless this goes here. so it's just like even even though that the tracks were there we we definitely had to sit down and piece everything together, and you know where we where where i where we found gaps, I was like, okay, well. If that's a gap, I have to connect the story. So then it was like we had everything, but then I would had to go back. Okay, then I would had to go back, and then um, it was it was a time where I was going through some emotional shit. And then I I, I wrote I wrote Malcolm Malcolm Little because I, I mean at, at that point in time I just felt, I felt like it was fuck niggas, you know what I'm saying? And you know that presented that everything that happened and and that you hear is just from the heart like these are genuine thoughts you know but putting it together was just it was it was so tactical and to me it was brilliant because it wasn't just me it was it was people in my team it was was certain people that i would let into the danger room and it was like okay yo just come to the studio and check it out and it's like they were blown away but then it was like well well, what are you gonna say about pop? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh wow, we gotta add that, we gotta put that in there. So it's just, it was so dope putting this shit together, you know. And 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 I think that's, I think that's damn near seventy five percent of it. If you, a lot of people say work, you know, I'm putting that work in, that work in. Right. Yeah, I hate being that. I hate being at fucking work. I don't like being at work. You know, this this rap shit, that's where I wanna be. And that moment that people look at it like work, that's what it is. So it's like to me, this shit wasn't work. This shit was like, I can't wait till you guys hear this shit. Like as I'm putting it together, I'm like, yo, I can't wait till they see this. Like imagine putting it together your you know, your back to school outfit. And it's like, you know. You know that you got it in you. you. You you brought your tennis shoes, you got your jeans, you got your fitted. But it's like, yo, wait till the bitches see me in this. <laughs> you know? <what> I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like when you walk into school, it's like, look at him. Oh shit. So it's like, yeah, that's that's how it was for me.
1: Okay. Well, I I was going to say you got great energy as well too. <laughs> One of a kind. Um I appreciate I, that. sir. Uh, much much love. Um I love how you said that. I was taking you back into um, the making of the Ivory Stoop. too. Um, was there any tracks that didn't make the the cuts? Uh yeah, yeah, actually um okay. Yeah, it was it was
2: a couple it was a couple that got set aside. That you just know, didn't know what I mean? Really yeah, because you know, when, once we once we started, once the shit started becoming uh actual movies, it's like with with you know, like certain shit just didn't become, man. like it, it just didn't fit well. And it was like, okay, it's dope, and, and we still got them. You know what I'm saying? But at the same token, it's just like people understood, like you know, like I I I, I love to thank everybody who had a part to do with this, and I you know. Even more love goes to the people that understood and and not just cuts, but actual cuts. Like you know, like
1: that D- it's, it's, DJ cuts.
2: Yeah, it's actual DJ cuts that didn't make it. It's actual verses that didn't make it. You know, because I mean, I mean, I'm I'm meticulous. I'm meticulous about my shit, and it's just like, yo, I don't care who you are. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about your name. I don't care about. What it is you do, we all rhyme. But I, I keep the rapport there because they understand just as much as I understand. This is this is a movie. This is dope hip hop. And it's like if if you're part, if you, some some motherfuckers gotta get killed off early in the season, you know? <laughs> some people get killed early in the movie. So, hey, like you got you got killed, bro, but Nah, yeah, yeah, everybody understood, and they, you know, I I got a lot of inboxes, a lot of texts, like, y'all mad that I didn't make it, and they still was like, I love it. So it's like, (laughs) I know, I know I did the right thing, and, you know, to the people that didn't make it, I love them, and we'll take another stab at it.
1: And I love how how each guest appearance fits fits the whole album like even like the Lonnie Moore or even the Bossman the God or even the The features with Benny and Conway they fit perfectly
2: right and, and oh man like <laughs> shout out to all those guys and just recently they've all received text from me <laughs> because, because oh man I'm, I'm knee deep into my next project and I'm trying to go waist deep and my man it's like if it's not broke why fix it but you know the people the people oh man like it's so much that I want to tell you but let's just focus on the people that made this cut because everybody everybody who made the cut did their job and they did it well and they're all brilliant MCs
1: and um, I love how you big up your peers too because you'd be surprised how much people don't want to big up their own peers
2: I, I, that's something I deal with now, bro. But I mean, you know, that's a whole another chapter of the book, and you know, it's it's all good vibes, man. Because it's like that's just part of what we doing. You know, that's part of it. You 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 got that side of it, and it's just like who knows what it is. They just they have they have. I don't know, man. Let's keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck all negative vibes, bro. That's just it.
1: That's a fact. We don't want no negative vibes over here. Like the beloved Flea said, only positive vibes only, Lord.
2: Hey, shout out to Flea. I met I met him a couple of times. And, oh, man. Oh, as, 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 cra- as crazy as dude may seem, he is one of the coolest <laughs> motherfuckers on the earth.
1: That's a fact right there, too. Shout out right, to Flea. Right, man. People don't
2: get it. Like, he seems like the live wire. <laughs> but when you catch Flea, Flea
1: just wants to chill. He just, oh, man. Salute, salute Flea. Salute gonna, Flea. I see. Uh, yeah, I got that. My loyalty will always be, well, one of my loyalties will always be for Flea because uh, he was my breakout interview. Once he um, went live my shit, yo, my thing was lit after that.
2: Wow, Hey, yo, check this out, man. Any, yo, I'm I'm humbled to be a part of anything. Fucking Flea Lord was a part of, man. Like for real, that that dude is cool as a bitch. That's right. fact
1: right there, too. He's you guys making a fire collab.
2: Yeah, yeah. We had we have a dope ass mutual friend. They actually did um, my skateboard decks for an old skate company.
1: Okay, that was yeah, actually man, one of my uh, yeah. questions for hey, you too.
2: Look, look out for Flea. Flea about to do. <laughs> As if he's not already doing dope shit. Flea's
1: about to turn shit up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a fact right there, too. Flea's
2: could... about to do some crazy <laughs> shit out here, man.
1: Um, I caught Flea right after the release of Lord Talk 2. And just to see the growth, I was like, yeah, I knew this shit was coming.
0: <laughs> man, I just
1: never knew he was coming, like, full throttle. I was like, damn three projects on the
0: fourth round, just this sure. shit. Shit.
2: Flea's a good dude, yeah. man. And and, and and not only Flea, man, let's talk let's talk more, man. Benny, Benny, look, Benny, Conway, good dudes, bro. And it's like we called we caught him early. So it's just like, yo, when we shot a video, when we shot the iron, yes. you know, we was we was in New York. Benny pulled up on me. Um we texted that night. We went to we went to his pop up shop. Um all love. I, I bought my man a bottle, and we was just in New York, and the whole time we were shooting, he was just dropping constant jewels on me, you know? Stay hungry, don't let up. Um, Oh, so much shit, Benny. Put me, like, he just hit me to a lot of shit. And just to see those guys take off the way that they have been, uh, yo, just just to be a part of something that they that they blessed me with verses and 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 they took part in and man, I'm humble, blessed and highly favored, man.
1: And, and that's and that's also something very to be humbled on too. Is like that they're a part of your story of your debut LP. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and, and oh man, like fucking. Baltimore, like at, at, at the time, you know, I don't, I don't want to go out on the limb and say the wrong shit. But at the, at this point in time, when we caught them, they came to Baltimore on the locks, tour, and um, you know, we shook Benny's hand, and he's like, "Man, yo, let's work." My nigga Benny said, "Fuck it, yo, let's work." Yeah, no so let's work.
1: The rest
2: is history, bro. The rest is history. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, for real, salute. A thousand salutes. Go to Benny the Butcher. You know what I mean? West Shot Gun. You know what I mean? Conway the Machine. Like, what they've been doing, what they've been doing for hip-hop is just uncanny, man. Bless bless, bless those dudes,
1: man. Big, big bless to them, too. Um, I was, um, I was uh, talking to uh, one of my peers for, for a while about now, about interviewing you, and um, he's like... You know he had the snow goons eating fried chicken in his living room. I'm like, what?
2: Yo, that's a whole family. Yo, I, said, I got my girl behind me, man. We had the snow goons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, you funny and shit for saying, yo, you. you this is a no wall. It's like no wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. So check this out. No, funny fucking story, right? So. The snow boons, uh, so we knew me and my nigga ill conscious, we knew they was gonna show up, right? Yeah. So I get a text and I'm like, all right, so where y'all at? So they was like, all right, so we across the street at the liquor store. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> He said, yo, you know, we knew he was there because the shit looked like the wire. <laughs> <laughs> look, hey, quiet is kept, right? Like, this not going to be here. But these niggas were sitting in the fucking trap. So I'm like, no, nah, yo, get from over there. Y'all got to come closer. I said, yo, y'all in the wrong. I said, y'all can't be parked there too long. Y'all got to come on over here. So then they came through. They came over. We shot the video. So it was like, look, bro. Where are gonna get some good chicken at. I'm like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, I got the snowballs in fucking Baltimore, eating chicken. We came back to my crib and we was just fucking eating chicken. And the, the, the yo, let me tell you something. The stories that they told me about touring. Oh, I bet. That- oh my god, that that you know, like, and I and, and I say this respectfully. The video fire, the music fire, fuck all that. That the, the storytelling and eating chicken in my fucking crib. That 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 that's what I took from it. You know what I'm saying? And yo, for real, fuck. Until those will forever be my dudes. You know what I'm saying? They sent me, they sent me a whole dope ass pack, the vinyl pack. Shit came out crazy. The video, the music, the song, everything came out. That was God's work, bro. Like that was God's work, man. And I, and that, that's just another that's just another play that just shows me that I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be in this rap shit. Because it's like, come on, man. How many people can say they ate fucking fried <laughs> shit
1: with the snow clothes? <laughs> well, I actually, told them, like yeah, you guys can't be in that spot too. I want you come over here. <laughs>
2: Right. That shit is just crazy, man. That shit hey, hey, salute salute the fuck the goons. I um I got a text from them recently. They and yeah, so let's keep on moving, bro. Okay. <laughs> I can show you back and tell you, you know
1: what I'm saying? So Um oh and then you um you actually collaborated with somebody who I grew up listening to and had the pleasure of interviewing two. Uh we got big twins on the track, let's go.
2: Oh man, it's called the Let Go.
1: Oh, the Let Go. My bad.
2: Yeah, it's called the Let Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and, and yo, look forward to more shit with Twin because man, we we trying to we trying to figure out the stomping ground where we trying to shoot this movie. But yo, please, 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 look forward to more J Royale with Big Twins, man. That 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 nigga right there, another humble dude. You know what I'm saying? Like we reached out. And and you know, history was made, you know, like it's not a lot of Baltimore artists that 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 can talk like this right now, man. I'm just I feel good, man. I I feel good. Like I feel good about the moves that we making. Hey yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me shout out my nigga Ray Sosa. Let me let me shout That's him out. Sure. So Soch really is 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 the other ventricle in my heart, man. So reached out. And since, man, this nigga Sosa's been on a crazy run, it's, it's just been crazy. Shout out to Ray Sosa. Make sure make sure you when you edit or whatever you do, cut that part up loud. Echo it, whatever. Oh, big know.
1: facts. I definitely will. I'm putting it <laughs> in the description, Shout too. Shout out my <laughs>
2: Ray Sosa. Hey, Sosa, what it is. That's all.
1: Um, so when you're actually getting prepared for your next body of work too, um, I was curious too on the merch, like, um, like, like, like the, like how you did with the ivory stoop with the skateboard deck too. Do you plan on doing something unique with your next upcoming, um, uh, piece of work or do you want to keep that under wraps right now?
2: Well, yeah, I I definitely, I definitely would like to keep that under wraps, but I, I, I I'll say this, you know, Every, every time that we sit down and go to the drawing board about, you know, the rollout, we really, we, me, me and my, it's not even a team, it's not even a team effort. It's just me and my close friends and family. And we, we sit down and we, we try to, we try to figure out different ways just to be different, you know, just to be different because it's like, that's what hip hop is about. Everybody follows that, 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 whatever we don't want to do that we want we want to we want to stand out we want to stand out so it's just like yeah bro like yeah i i feel like that's a part of it you know and we want to be as we want to be as far in the future as we can and that just takes abstract thinking you know it takes abstract thinking and it takes a lot of gambling on yourself it takes a lot of it takes a lot of pride and it takes a lot of believing in yourself we don't have to do what the fuck they're doing. We're going to do what we want to do and what we had fun doing. And, and, you know, we're going to learn from our mistakes. And, That's plus,
1: and plus, every great broke the rules.
2: Sir, don't say that because I'm going to feel like I'm a great.
0: <laughs> 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 every, every, hey,
2: everything they've told me not to do, Motherfuckers have called me up like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Jay?" <laughs> yeah, man, and that's that's why that's why sauce that's why sauce is, is just SOS, Trev, They just that close to me because you know they they sit then they say, "Fuck it, let's do it." <laughs> they'll sit, they'll think, then they say, "Fuck it, let's do it," you know, and and so far. You know we
1: can laugh at it, you know, because we're having fun. All right, and it's good to hear that you're having fun while you're telling your stories too, because that's the way it should be too—having fun while telling the world your story. True, indeed man. Um, I won't take up most of your time, Jay royale This is um a question that I ask all of my guests. um True. And the reason why I ask all my guests this too is because. We're all unique individuals, and no individual can ever answer this question the same. So, if that being said, if there's anybody out there who's, who looks up to J. Royale, um, and they want, and if there's, um, so the question is, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place? And I believe your words can truly help them get out of a dark place if they really look up to you.
2: Um, I'm, I'll say this, and, um, and I mean this, Whatever duck place that they're in, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. There's nobody else like you. You know? And there's... The, the, greatness is what you make of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, whatever you're going through, persevere. I, I, and it's like, I don't want to turn this into a me thing. Because I, I I just been through the worst, bro. But, you know, at the end of the day, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Keep pushing. Keep standing your ground, and keep 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 letting motherfuckers know that you are you. You know, because it's like individuality is winning nowadays. You got you got you can market yourself, you can brand yourself, and you can be you and win. So it's just like whatever you're going through, it's just another chapter of the book. But make sure that people can get to the end of the the, the book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because your story is not being—it's not—it's not done being told, and only you can tell it. So yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Not
1: only do you have great uh, energy, yeah, you have a phenomenal answer too, because we do live in a day and age where you can be completely yourself and still win. And, and you
2: can win, you know. A lot of it's millionaires, and it's like, look at this motherfucker—he made it. He made it. He turned into a millionaire like like, like Jay Z. You know, yeah. look at Jay, man. Look at look at some of these stories. Look at Meek Mill. You know, and it's like some of these cats, you know, they've been dragged through the mud, you know, that and it's like, you know, I don't I don't wanna tap into the whole race thing, but they're black men, you know. You see what's going on in our black men, our our black community. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not supposed to be millionaires. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, it's 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 that that. That ray of light, man. It's just like, yo, I could do that too. I have thoughts, I have ideas, I have something to say, and it's like, however, I have to do it. You know, it might not be, it might not be the rap. It might be the merch. It might be, it might be a story. Motherfuckers, just a, a little bit of money could create another opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you, whatever you. Whatever you want to put out there, man, just do it. It's art. It's oh, man. Just yeah, yeah. That's all. I, 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 don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Oh no,
1: no worries. I'm in the live circuit, no worries. <laughs> Kirk and no worries.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Just uh, yo, whatever dark place, whatever dark place anybody's in, this too shall pass, man. Everybody's talented, and and you are special. No matter what the fuck you do, do it to the fullest. Believe in yourself. You know, invest in yourself and and make believers out of the non-believers because they are out there and it's up to you.
1: And while you're doing this too, just make sure that you all be completely yourself too.
2: Correct. Correct. Be genuine. Be genuine and and be authentic. Yeah, man. Yup.
1: Um, bro, I think this is the perfect way to end this classic interview If somebody who has very, very great energy and fairly enjoyed this interview. Uh, this is my guy right here. Uh, another classic interview from the desk low featuring my guy, Jay Royale.
2: Hey, man. Hey, bless your heart. Thank you for having me. Can I can I give you some plugs? Oh, so yeah. What? oh yeah.
1: My bad. I was, gonna, I was just going to let you know. Anything you'd like to plug in before I let you go, sir?
2: Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, any anybody looking for Jay Royale music, man, SoundCloud, IG, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, YouTube, all of it is J-Royale. That's one word All oh, catch. J-A-Y-R-O-Y-L. The oh, fuck? I'm I'm Oh, nice. don't
1: worry. We'll make sure that people find it in the description as well. I always make sure I do that for the fans if they want to tap all the way in. I do
2: right. Don't, don't, don't. But let me, let me hit people with that one more time. All right. And that's all across the board. You know what I'm saying? Um, Bandcamp is Um, Yeah, man. Come check me out. Come check anything that has to do with me out. Um, I want to shout out all of my Baltimore spitters, MCs, Jamil Honesty, El Conscious the God, Dirk Latune, God Grims, You know, um, yeah, man. with Yo, Baltimore has something to say, man. And 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 shit, man. You keep listening.
1: That's fact, right there, too. Like I said before, my um, guy has amazing energy too, and I can't wait for y'all to hear what he has coming up next. With that being said, this is a classic interview from Desk Low, featuring my guy Jay Royale.
2: Hey, shout out to you, brother. Desk Low, love you, bro.
1: I love you too, my guy. One love.
2: All right. Till
1: the next time. Right time. Um, I just.